Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to uh, Thursday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Great to have you with us on the show today. That's a great stretch in the evenings, isn't there? Oh, there is indeed. I could see it yesterday evening with the brightness and that. And I was just having a look this morning. At, at, the, at its shortest, the sun was setting at six minutes past four back in the mid-December there. And today, 16.45, 39 minutes added on to daylight already. Almost 40, isn't it great? And uh, wonderful to look forward as well. Uh, do your heart good. There is a stretch in the evenings. I just said, i tell you that anyway at the start today to give you a now lift. Anyway, we've lots of chat and guests over the next couple of hours. Yesterday on the show, you might remember, we opened with Louise Wynne, Nima Keown, and she was talking about her family, her large family. And we were amazed, I have to say, with the number of people who uh, came on to us afterwards and said, look, we're from big families as well. And we had so many in touch. We'll come back to it today because we want to talk about other large families in the region. And uh, joining me on the line is a man who gave us a shout from Minolte in County Mead, Ned Lynch. Hello, Ned. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm really, really good. Tell them about your clan. How many were there? Yes, my mother had 17 kids and my mother-in-law had 13 kids. Wow. So both you and your wife come from big, big families. Yes, yes. And what was the breakdown, Ned, in the 17? How many boys, girls? Uh, there was six boys in my house and nine us. <laughs> Eleven girls. Yeah, no, sadly, three of them died when they were babies. Oh, God, yeah. And then there was, uh, oh, jeez, I'd have to count. <laughs> there was, I think, six boys in my wife's family and seven girls. Or right. maybe I have it the wrong word. Oh, no, that's all right. We get the idea. Six, seven, roughly, in your wife's family. Yeah. Tell us about your home. What Was it a, a, a small house, a big house? How many bedrooms had you? Would you believe the house I was born in? Now, I was only 16 months the day we left it. It was a thatched house mm. with a clay floor, one bedroom and a kitchen. My. And at some... Now, my older sister, God rest her, she only died a year ago. She was 92. And probably my older brother, who's going strong at 91, they probably were out at, as they called it at the time, hired living in other places. So, but there could have been maybe 10 kids and my parents in the house at living together. One bedroom. Now, it was a huge big... I only remember going back to see the remains of the house. There's still the remains of it. But it was a very big bedroom. And along with that, my uncle was there and he slept in a settled bed in the kitchen, I believe. He died before I was born. Yeah. So it was a lot of people under the one roof. Oh, come, no, no. Ned, come back to that. You used a word there I never heard before. They were hired out. What do you mean by that? Uh, well, especially the men and some women. You'd be you'd go to work with a farmer. Yeah. And he'd, that'd be what they called a hiring fair or a hiring day. Mm. Men, young men and women, boys and girls would line up in a town and farmers or some of them wanting domestic servants would come and walk along like you were buying cattle at a fair and they'd pick out a boy or a girl and how much they wanted for the half year. That was generally the way you hired for six months. 
and you went and you lived with them. Mm. And you didn't get much to eat or much wages either. Mm. They had tough times. Now, I never was hired out, but my older brothers talked to me about it. My, oh my, yeah. God, different times and tough times and awful times as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm, my so God. they got by they got by and and, and, and we, were, we heard that from Louise yesterday with her big clan when you moved did you go up in the world you had a few bedrooms had you when oh, you moved yes to the house I'm living in today it was a three bedroom council cottage right and I remember there was myself and my brother Michael who still lives next door to me and then there was five or six girls between that and the next by so there was four big boys and us two little boys in the one bedroom. My. Two double beds and three of us in each bed. <laughs> and then my sisters, it was a smaller room and there could be five of them in the one bed. Yeah. Some of them at, with their, at, at the top and some at the bottom and somebody's toes stuck in your mouth. And <laughs> that was, you know, that was the way. <laughs> Jeepers, Ned, I, I, I have to say, don't we live in a privileged world today? I don't know whether we do or not. Do you not? When I think back, like we had nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. But then nobody had much, like my next door neighbour and the woman you mentioned on the name Sheridan's Farmers. They, you know, they had a very small bit of land and their father and mother worked hard and reared them and they were good to us. Yeah. Which all neighbours were good to each other. Mm. All my older brothers would have worked with farmers at the time. All them farmers would kill a pig every year. And there was all those bits of the pig sent round with my brothers to our house. And we were fed at the best most of the time. It came from the neighbours, but still, we, it was nice. So what you're saying to me, which we often hear is... Everybody was in the same boat. People dug in. They helped each other. There was that neighbourliness and that. And that, what I meant by, don't we live in a privileged world with these big houses, all the bedrooms, fewer people in them, all the mod cons. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was something else you had growing up that has disappeared today. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. And the guy looked back on us and... I think it was, I had a lovely childhood. I'm 73 and I think I had a lovely childhood. I don't regret there was things I didn't have or but I didn't need them anywhere I got by. Yeah. No, I was I was parents that loved us and did their best for us. And my mom was a wonderful woman. She, she had a stroke on her 95th birthday and she lived uh, 48 hours. Oh. And my mother-in-law was over 97 when she died. My God, that's longevity. And uh, and the hard work didn't do them a bit of harm. Not at all, no one, all the kids. and Yeah. But you were eating the right stuff, you know. And yes. We ate a lot of rabbits. I had an uncle, God rest him, he would come here every Sunday with a shotgun. And my brothers would go out with him. Like I said, it was only kids, you know. Mm. And I often seen six rabbits hanging on the back of the back door on a Sunday evening. Mm. And my father and mother would clean them out and skin them and we'd have rabbits or rabbit stew and there was pheasants and my mother would rear chickens and you'd when they'd get on a bit she'd kill and not one of the roosters and you'd have that you know and yeah but one thing i think about there was an old what they called them a range at the time they weren't a cooker it was in the kitchen and it was the same in every house it wasn't just in our house my mother would get up in the morning and she had to get that lit and buy kettles to get the older ones out to work and then get a half a dozen or maybe eight of us out to national school. And She used to make the tea in a huge, big enameled jug and it didn't take as much milk or sugar. Mm. And there'd be a huge pan of fried bread. There could probably be a whole homemade brown cake fried and ready for us. You know, you weren't having... Wheatie Bix or Carton Flakes. You didn't even know. You never heard of them. <laughs> yes. A mug of tea and fried bread and get the Wellingtons on you and away to school. <laughs> with, the be- with the belly full of the best of oh, stuff. yes, yes. But you know that living off the land, the rabbits, the pheasants, the growing your own bit of stuff, the chickens and everything. My God, that was good eating. It was good eating. And like we, they all just planted a garden here and there was a bit of oats put in and when Sheridans were thrashing... The few stacks of oats was brought over from here and thrashed at their house. The 
straw was brought back for bed, and my mother always had a few pet pigs, and the oats then was there to feed the hens. My good times oh. and, and happy memories you have. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, they were lovely. Yeah, yeah. And you're living in the home house still, yeah. are you? Yeah, myself and my wife are here. Yeah, and and, and out of the, the clan, how many how many survived today? Well, there's only six alive now. Is there? Yeah. Uh, one died when she was 24 with cancer and one when she was 43. and mm. A lot of them died in the last few years. Yes. But yes. there's still six of us. Yeah. And Good on you, and it's great to hear it, so it is. It's great to hear it, and you you got by, and uh, uh, oh, yeah. you, you're bringing back real memories there, I'd say, for a lot of people who, you know, can remember times like that as well. You're a great man, you really are. Listen, I'm delighted to have a wee chat with you today. We have somebody else waiting to talk to me. Okay. I wish you health and happiness, yourself and your wife and family. Thank you very much. Thanks for talking okay, to me, Ned. God bless you. Lovely man, Ned Lynch there in Minalty. Originally from Kildalki, now living in Trim, Bernie McLaughlin joins me. Hello, Bernie. Hiya, Jerry. How's things? Very good. Well, give me the number. How many in your clan? Uh, there were 16 of us, Jerry. And was it an equal split or near enough, yes, boys? Eight, eight and eight. Oh, good God almighty. What an even number indeed. And between oldest and youngest, how many years? I suppose there must have been 20 years. Yeah, between. Must have been, because I was third youngest, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, the bigger ones were gone when I, you know, kept up. They were on their way, were they? They were out yeah, doing their own yeah. thing. But there were still about 10 of us there, you know. Still, mm. You know. And and again, had you much room in the house? Or? Well, there was, there was three bedrooms. My parents' bedroom and one each then after that. No yeah. bathroom, just the kitchen. Yeah. And what about bath night? Was it in front of the fire? Yes, yes. <laughs> and the first thing was the best. <laughs> there was no change in the water for every child, no, was there? Oh, my God, no. No, not like now. <laughs> I can remember the metal bath because in our house we hadn't a bathroom either and it was Saturday night and in you went, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes. And, and got washed. Now, there was only two of us, so thank God it wasn't. Oh, and there was, you were lucky. We, we rotated a week on week. My sister <laughs> Katrina was in first one week and I was in the next week, you know. But uh, God's a terror when you think of the times. And uh, you know what I was saying? I didn't mention to anybody yet. What about, you know, uh, all the clothes for that number of children? The washing line, would it be constantly on the go outdoors? Constantly full and the line over the fire. Constantly airing and drying. And uh, Monday was the big wash day that I remember. You know, the bath was up on the table and there was buckets everywhere. Right. And getting it out into the air, if you got the weather right, the, the line was always full, was it? Yeah. Always, always. And mm. then take that in and hang that over the fire to air that for the next day, maybe, or something, you know? And did they get much iron in the clothes? Um, yeah, well, they did a certain amount. A certain <laughs> amount. It was, it was just start the pile again, nearly. <laughs> yes, you know? yes. And, and my father went to work on a bicycle, and when that got uh, punctured, it was brought in and the table was moved because the bike had to be mended for morning. Yeah, and, and and there was no other way. It had to be got right because he wouldn't be earning a crust if he didn't get to work. Absolutely, absolutely. And the forks would be taken out to get the tiring tube off, you know. So there was a lot of bent forks. <laughs> and the, the little puncture kit, don't I remember? The little metal kit yeah, and the, yeah. the the patches yeah. in it and the yeah. glue and the sandpaper. And the testing then. And yeah, yeah. yeah. All that type of stuff. Oh my word! And you know, as you as as the year went round, you know, what about Christmas time? How did that work out with Santa Claus and that? Oh well, he always came. I don't know how she managed. I really don't. Yeah, there was piles everywhere with your name on top. Yes, and that's how we knew who got what. What a man Santa Claus is, because, you know, children, they often wonder his magic. Oh. How does he do it? He and, and despite the fact there was a big number of you, he never missed. He has got the... Never missed. He, yeah. he caught a few times, but he never missed. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, it was always my ambition to see him, but I never did. He was always only ever part of me in imagination, and that's the way I want to be. I never actually wanted to see him. Um, the the uh, I was talking to Louise yesterday about it. Uh, the, we, we mentioned the washing. What about clothes? And that she weren't able to go to uh, Penny's or Dunn stores. Oh, not at all. You, it was passed down, and maybe a parcel would come from an aunt in America or somewhere, and you know mm. that'd be great. Mm. You know, but it was it was a pass down. The same with the school books; you pass them down. You know. 
and you wore them. There was no saying I'm not wearing this today or I don't like that colour or nothing like that. Oh God, not at all. Not at all. And it was the same at the table. You didn't say I didn't want it. <laughs> Whatever was put up, you yes, had to yes. dig in and, and gra- as what did, what, did Bear, what did Louise say to me yesterday? The quickest to grab the sponge were fed. <laughs> <laughs> and do you mind? Oh, well, what, what? Yeah, the sponge were all right. Yeah, did you do any? We were talking to Ned a minute ago where he said like that a few chickens, a little bit of a gardening themselves, a tilling and sponge. Did you do anything like that yourselves? Yeah, well, there was the garden, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a few hens. Um, you know, I can't remember any pigs, but yeah. maybe there was at one time, you know, mm. but so there wouldn't be time to say to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you think about it. But you know, every house at that time it was, if you had a bit of uh, ground at all, it was a, an avenue to grow something and put food on the table during the year. What did your dad do? My dad worked on the council. Did he? Yes. You know, on the road. And uh, then the bog in the summer. He mm. to the bog from work and my mother would fill the bottle of tea for him and the sandwich and she'd go to meet him. Cut the turf. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know how they done it. Mm. I really don't. They were constantly working, weren't they? Constant, constant, you know. Yeah, and your mother, you like, you I know... The only day they took off was to go to knock for a day. <laughs> the, you the, know? <laughs> the, oh, jeez, I'll tell you, we have so much in common. The knock excursion, we had it from the, from our street in Drogheda here as well. It happened yeah. every year. So that was the only break they got. Uh, well, that's all I remember. Yeah. Going anywhere. That was their only holiday. Yes, yes. <laughs> and for yourselves, you had no holidays when you were younger or oh, that, not, not at all. all. Not at all, because we didn't have a car or anything. Right. You know, we were yeah. quite happy to be at home. Mm. We knew nothing better, you know. Yeah. And uh, do you mind me asking you, your own family now, have you children of your own? I have, I have two. Grand. Yeah, and, and four grandchildren. Lovely, lovely. God Almighty, two against 16. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she coped. <laughs> mighty, mighty women. I have they to were. say, there mighty no women. No doubt about it. Yeah. You know, they were. And, and, and you know, your dad, we have to give the boys a shout out too. Yeah. The dad worked hard and looked after you oh, and dug in as yeah. well, you know. Yeah. Did, did they ever have an old night out besides knock, you know, with the... Dances, yes, you know, the kind of the Kildaki club or whatever, have a dinner dance, and they'd always go to that, yeah, and yeah, get the picture a few weeks after of them, you know, yeah, nice picture of the two of them sitting together. And mm. but that was really the only outing I think that Mammy ever went, yeah, on. you didn't move far anyway from Kildaki that no, you're in I trim, move far, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> too lonely. Ah, listen. Home is where the heart is. Oh, this, so this is it. That's it for when sure. The parents are gone. That's it too. You know? Yeah, yeah. How many of your sixteen are, are, are alive? Twelve of us. Twelve. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. good. Good number still, and a big yeah. extended family to. Yes. Yeah. On. yeah, it's really great. Look, it's, you're really good to have a chat with me today about uh, oh. your wonderful family. And I wish you well. And thanks for joining us. Health and happiness. And you too, Jerry. Thank you very much. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Bye-bye. Bernie McLaughlin there speaking to me from uh, Trim in County Mead. My next guest, well, when I tell you that she is a very talented designer of men's and women's luxury accessories. She's originally from Cavan. She's now based in County Louth. And she has some CV, and I ain't one bit surprised she's producing what she does. Her business is called Tidings, and there's a wonderful story behind it. I'm delighted to say hello to Neve Gillespie this afternoon. Hello, Neve. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I am really good. Not at all. I'm delighted to have you on. I just, oh my God, when I see what you do, I just want to say to you, it's simply beautiful. But Oh, thank you. Not at all. May I begin by asking you to tell her, listen, this is a wonderful story about a beach walk and something that happened that led really to you setting up the business and naming the company. Tell them what happened. Um, yeah, so, well, I moved back to Ireland uh, pretty much exactly six years ago this week. Um, so we moved along the coast, along the east coast of Ireland, um, which is really beautiful. So usually I go out for a walk every morning with a dog and I find a beautiful old message in a bottle on our local beach. Um, and I'd always been waiting for, you know, that moment for an idea to set up a new brand. And so, yeah, the idea just clicked there and then. I was just so excited. Um, I kind of just suddenly thought, wouldn't it be gorgeous to have, you know, something that you could wear, like a fashion brand, but we have a message on it as well? Um, because I've always had a love for typography 
Um, obviously, I my background is in textile design. I studied at NCAD mm. doing textiles, but I always love bringing typography into my work. So, yeah, the idea just kind of clicked. It was like a perfect um, combination of, you know, mixing my hand-painted imagery with typography and using it to create a fashion brand, you know, something that can be yes. worn. Yes, and this all came from discovering this wee bottle with the message in it. And of course, a message and tidings, you know, that's obviously the link there, the message in the bottle, tidings, you know, message yeah. as well. What, what, do you mind me asking you, what did the little note say, or the message say? Do you know where it came from? No, it's actually just a really old bit of paper in there. Yes. So there was nothing actually on the note, but it just triggered the idea yes, yes. Um, immediately. And then the, the name, obviously... Tidings meaning message, and then it also uh, relates back to the tide and the sea as well. Of so, course. Yeah, I love the name. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. And it's a lovely story, the way that find prompted you, you know, to start thinking on, on on many levels indeed, not alone about the name of the business, but what you, you would do as well. You mentioned NCAD in uh, Dublin, but then you moved to London. By God, you worked with the great and good Sir Paul Smith, Alexandra McQueen. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I... I studied print textiles in NCAD and then moved to London. I was there for 15 years. Um, so I worked, yeah, I worked for Paul Smith designing his women's wear prints for fashion. Mm. Um, I also worked in Topshop for maybe four years. Very different way of working, very fast. Um, Alexander McQueen and Liberties. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. I've designed a lot of prints for um, some large fashion brands. Mm, Liberty is beautiful, isn't it? It's one of the oldest stores in the world. 1875 on the West End in London and uh, there was a lovely programme on TV. I think it was last year about Liberty and, and all that it did. Oh my God, you must just feel you're in heaven when, you, when you're in that store, yeah, do you? I, I actually still freelance for Liberties. Do you? Like some of their prints. But I, I remember when I first moved to London I think I was only there a year and one of my prints were used for one of their advertising campaigns mm. and it was called Expect the Unexpected and my print was all over the London buses, in the window, <laughs> <laughs> I remember taking pictures and in a home. Isn't that great when you stand there and you say, oh that's me by the way, if you're with somebody, excuse me, but do you see that there, that's mine, I know, I know, listen, it's that's a great it's a great old Philip, a great lift for, for sure. Just to get into what yeah. you do, you, you touched on it there and topography is a massive uh, passion of yours, uh, which you tie in now with, with the work you do. You yeah. you operate in um, Italian silk, is it is your medium that you yeah, use? Yeah, so the I, I hand paint everything here in my studio in Danaini. Um So I hand paint and then I manipulate it on Photoshop, mm. um, adding in typography and all the little messages. Um and I then prepare the artwork and send it to Italy. So I work with um, a small family-run factory in Como. Um, mm. So I went to visit them in December just to um, look at new qualities and, you know, just check out what they were doing and any excuse for a little work trip. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, they're great because they, I can just do small print runs, which is like zero waste, very sustainable, um, it's lovely to see how everything is hand finished, like hand rolled. Yeah, all the labels finished. They're all they're then sent back to me, and then I like package them. Um, the packaging for my brand as well is like a massive thing, especially being a luxury brand. Um, I spent so much time working on the packaging. Mm. Um, so yeah, if you want to go online to see the packaging as well, um, like everything's just very much attention to detail with the brand. Um, it's www.tidings.ie. Mm. Um, you can see that. It's quite obvious to me. It is the attention to detail. So it, that's interesting. You do, you work your magic in Danaini. You yeah. send it out to Como. They have this, the beautiful silk out there and they uh, produce the actual item, comes back to you and then you package and send out from here, is it? Yeah, so I said, yeah, so the, when it comes back to me, I um, just finish it off with my labels mm. and 
Uh, all my orders, all my online orders are sent out um, wrapped in gorgeous uh, tissue paper and stationery with like a little booklet, my lookbook and stuff. So, And I also sell to lots of shops. Um, I've got a local stockist called Sybil in Black Rock in Dundalk. Yeah. Um, so Anya's been very um, supportive since I launched. Um, I was also in Brian Thomas for the Create 2021 um, I'm also Sea Green in Monkstown in Dublin, um, Adair Manor, and lots of UK stores like yeah. Portham and Mason. Um, sent an order to them this week, which was massive. So good on you, start of. Good on you, Fortnum and Mason. Oh my God, you're talking about. I've been in that store several times. You just walk around a gog at what you see with, with Watson. It's a beautiful store, isn't it? If you're in there, oh, listen. Yeah, perfect. Uh, you are going places, young woman. You've been places, but you're certainly going places with this uh, tidings for, for, for sure. Um, Thank you. You know, like I've been looking, you have lovely words on, on, on uh, what you produce and different little sayings and your colours are vibrant and everything. Just to say as well, in case anyone's thinking we're talking to the girls here, boys and girls. Yeah, so initially I did the first campaign for men and women because mm. um, pocket squares can be used as neckerchiefs as well. Yes. Um, I think more for the flamboyant um, creative man. I don't think it's for every man. Um, <laughs> but I have another, I have a new collection coming out that's a bit more subdued and it's also silk wool. So a bit yes. more appropriate for Irish climate as well. I love colours. You're talking to a man that loves his colours. Louise will tell you that. I'm a okay, colour person. I'm not, not, not looking, not at all. By God, don't read me. I'm just saying that. I am, a, and I know what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> men are pretty conservative at times with the colours, and that's fair to say. You know what well, I mean? I but, think there's something there for everyone. I mean, yes. Words, um, yeah, some of the words are more subtle within the print yeah. or mm. the bottom. And then other ones are more bold, kind of um, mixed in. But I think I I did launch just before the pandemic, which was a bit risky, but actually felt like a very apt time to launch mm. um, because the meanings and sayings really resonated with people during lockdown. Yes, yes. You know, like chin up, it's okay. You know, I think they did make really good gifts for people, mm. um, especially when retail was shut and I was just selling online so yeah. it was it was a positive thing for me really Sure and, and to give people lift and to receive this luxury good as well because they, they are the most beautiful scarves and pocket squares they're just something else they really are so you're all the time thinking and designing and your creative side is obviously it it pours out it wells up is it, is it, is it always like that for, for someone like you? Um, yeah, well, I, I loved art from a very early age. Mm. Um, my mum was an artist, fashion designer as well. So she's always been the driving force behind my creativity. Sadly, I lost my mum 10 years ago. Oh. Um, but my brother's an architect, so there's definitely creativeness yes. in the family. Mm. Um, yeah, then I went to NCAD. So I love I loved hand painting, but then... I like I love stylized design, not just you know painting. That's it. I love painting, kind of reworking it so it's got like that tidings, Neve Gillespie style. Yes, um, yes. And then reworking it into Photoshop. I'm Photoshop quiz. So mm. anyway, <laughs> uh, you are really moving forward. Congratulations on that big order to Fortnum and Mason. Um, uh, I know uh, here in Ireland, just to tell our listeners, you there's a big exhibition coming up in the RDS from the 27th of February to the 2nd of March. You'll be there. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm working on at the moment. It's just so much prep for a trade fair. Yeah. Um, you know, organising your stand, um, painting it, uh, working out what props you're going to use. Like, it basically, you've got all the buyers coming around and you need to make that first impression. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and then I fly to Paris the day, um, the last day of the RDS, I actually fly to Paris uh, for another trade fair because um, the one in the RDS was postponed. It was meant to be this month. Mm. Um, hence why there's a bit of a clash um, but I'll still be able to do both so yeah I fly to Paris for five days 
um, because I really want to um, have shops in Europe as well. Yes. So international. So this is where the buyers for stores arrive and they look around and then they say, we want your stuff and what can, you know, this is our order. Can you deliver this to us? So it's a, these are significant yeah. dates in Dublin and Paris for you going forward. You're thinking about expanding, are you as well, into another area? Uh, well, I actually, yeah, well, I've always kind of loved lifestyle. Um, I do actually have another brand called Neve Gillespie Design. Yeah. Um, it's like art prints. But I'm actually going to put both under one umbrella this year. Yes. Um, it's quite a lot of work running two and doing social media for two. Um, so I want to do some homewares for under tidings. I just feel like I can, I can do so much under yeah. the brand. Mm. Um, I'm thinking luxury tableware and um, doing more art prints as well. Yes. Um, especially oh. it's. If I'm the creator and designing everything, um, I'll just put them under one brand. Yeah, you better. It causes uh, double trouble. I'm not saying that in any bad sense, but a bit of confusion on that as well. Anyway, I'm delighted to have a chat with you today. I wish you well. Check this woman out. She's operating from Dunaney in County Light. Beautiful Dunaney. Tidings.ie. Tidings.ie. Best wishes to you, Neve. Thank you so much, Jerry. Take care, yourself. Bye-bye. 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 Lovely lady. Wonderful stuff. Great to highlight another uh, local business going places. That lady is so talented. She really is. Do you remember the other day on the show, The Peacock, and we put the appeal out? Oh, my God. The Stapleton family were distraught. They'd lost their beloved Peacock, Winston. We have an update for you next. Stay with us. I'm delighted and really delighted to welcome back to the show a guest we had with us earlier in the week, Verena Stapleton. Hello, Verena. Hi, Jerry. Well, well, well. I had a suspicion the other day when you made the appeal that you didn't hold out a lot of hope that Winston the Peacock could be found. But good news. It's incredible news. Um, He was found yesterday afternoon, just before three o'clock, and we have him back and he's home safe. Ah, good on you. Now, the, there's a little story behind this because he, he threw you off the scent. He won't, He went one way but was found the other. Exactly. So he went off towards uh, Dunmore Castle, which is almost two kilometres from our house. And uh, yesterday, my brother-in-law spotted him at the top field uh, on the opposite side of our lane. Um, so a kilometre-ish the other direction. <laughs> so he went on a scouting mission and obviously uh, decided to veer back nearer to where he came from. And how was he when your brother-in-law came across him? When he came across him, he actually, he was with the dogs because um, he, he was walking the dogs. Uh, so uh, he saw him, he went back to the house, got some bread and coaxed them closer that way. And uh, when I came along then with my blueberries, he came to me. But he looked a little bit thinner than I remembered to, from three days earlier. So obviously mm. just insects and a few berries here and there. It didn't do him too good, but he's fine. Like, he's he's otherwise in great, great condition. See, he's in a five-star hotel with you guys. And then uh, he's out in the Irish countryside in the middle of winter where there's a scarcity of food or, or anything else. Sure, you'd lose weight yourself. And you know a, a bird as well. They have to keep feeding all of the time. But when he saw you, he knew you. those blueberries must be the way to his heart, are they? Absolutely. And I got him, like, he came close. And then I just picked him up, had him under my arm and uh, carried him back home. Annie's home, safe and sound, hopefully never to wander again. Well, I don't think he will, because uh, come Saturday, uh, due to the media appeals, uh, somebody got in touch and she's going to have two girlfriends come Saturday. <gasps> so, oh, yeah. oh so there's, the a, there's a romance out of all of this coming. There is. Watch this space, the story rolls on. Will you clip his wings? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. We'll see. We'll see. Because so far, like all day today, he just stayed on the windowsills on our house. He hasn't left. Um, maybe it just got him, gave him a fright, and yeah. we won't need to clip him at all. Like, yeah, and he is. He's so you love him so much. He's part of the family, isn't he? He watches TV he and everything, doesn't he? Yeah, not anymore. Like he used to do that before we moved him outside. Oh. So he's. he's <laughs> Any <laughs> tame only now. <laughs> You'll have to get an old portable telly or something, even if he only has RT1 that he can watch Dancing with the Stars and things like that. You know what I mean? Uh, so. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, that's all's well that ends well. Winston is back home and not one, but two girlfriends coming to see him the weekend. Oh, ho, ho, lucky boy. Anyway, lovely to catch up with you. And I'm delighted you've, uh, he's back with you, Verena. Thank you so much. Thanks a million. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Take that's, care. Bye. bye. That's Verena Stapleton there who told us the story the other day and made the appeal. So there you go. He is back. Peacock has found his way home. Rachel Graham joins me again this Thursday afternoon and we're talking this uh, day about weight loss and eating and drinking for good health and more besides. Uh, Rachel, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. I want to start with something that came up on late lunch last Friday. I was talking to Professor Frank Murray, who's a specialist in the whole area of the liver, and we were talking about alcohol uh, consumption in the context of the new unit pricing and that. And he said to mm. me, which surprised me, he said um, 11 units per week, Jerry. The, the UK, it's 11. It should be 11 here. And when we looked at that, it's about five pints of beer or, or six glasses of wine over the complete week for men or women. What, what's your whole take on alcohol and alcohol intake in the context of what we're talking about? Um, well, I think it's a very personal choice. So it's not really for me to say, but um, in, in, in context of what we're talking about, um, alcohol in terms of weight loss, um, it really doesn't have a place in your diet if you are trying to lose weight. And that's simply because alcohol is metabolized by your body straight away. So any calories that you consume in addition to alcohol will be generally stored as fat. And and also when you think about how we've been drinking over the last two and a half years as a result of COVID, where we've been drinking at home, mm. our at-home pours of alcohol, in particular wine, are on average about two and a half times what is considered a unit of alcohol. So mm. <laughs> the self-management of uh, portion control is kind of gone out the window. Yeah, so there's no doubt that if you exceed, you are going down the road where it's converted calories. Are in. And you know, the other thing, Rachel, I know myself, if you had a few pints of that, you get the munchies. You want to eat then. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, your inhibitions and your kind of, um, let's say, I, I hate to use the word willpower because, you know, I'm not really a fan of using willpower to kind of make healthy habits, but just, you know, you're you're less likely to um, make a healthier choice and you're more likely to just eat whatever it is, like salty snacks generally. Mm. And, um, and that snacking also, you, you're not really keeping track of what you're consuming. So it's really easy to overeat, um, especially Especially when you're, you know, drinking alcohol. Um, I'm not against alcohol. I enjoy a glass of wine myself. You yes. know that. And, um, you know, I think it's it's healthy to to have the odd glass of wine. You know, especially socially, and it's it's supposed to be enjoyable. All of that. But, you know, I think once you mean, you know, have reached a healthy weight, then absolutely. But if you're trying to lose weight, then you're better off just, you know what, just cutting it out for for a while. Give it the heave ho. Now, yeah. let's move on to the food and something you wanted to talk about was the food pyramid. And there's been much debate over the uh, over the years about this and it's changed. Yeah. And there is a new food pyramid now uh, that's uh, yeah. come out. What's your take on this, you know, from the stuff we shouldn't really be taking much of at the top of the pyramid to at the bottom? Well, well, vegetables, uh, salads and fruits, you should belt away there. What do you think of the new take on it? Um, well, you know, it's an improvement, um, is my opinion. It's still not really where it should be. So this was kind of uh, triggered by the Lancet report, which came out in January of 2019. And that was a full scientific review of what is considered a healthy diet. And, um, you know, it's basically called for a global shift towards a plant-based diet. Mm. And if we were to adopt their recommendations here in Ireland, that would be a 90% cut in the amount of meat and milk or dairy products that we consume here. <laughs> so um, I can't see that happening, but, um, you know, I think that the um, Food Safety Authority of Ireland have um, made some 
good changes in that they have moved, they've, they've swapped positions of the fruit and vegetable section on the traditional food pyramid with the uh, grains section. So the yes. grains section yes. used to be at the very bottom and now that's, you know, um, above. So fruit yeah. and veg is at the bottom and the grain section is above it. And then we have our meat and dairy and, um, you know, the, the animal proteins, let's say. So it is an improvement, but still, I mean, the recommendation for fruit and vegetable is five to seven portions a day. Mm. It really should be around 10 portions to, uh, to, to, to have optimum health. You know, I mean, it really depends on how you view your health. Is it the absence or dis- of disease or is it, um, you know, just an, a, a really good f- uh, overwhelming feeling of of uh, energy and of feeling good and, and uh, you know, all of the good things that come with good health. So um, I think that uh, in, you, you can't go wrong, Jerry, by increasing the amount of fruit and vegetables in your diet. So to give you a very quick example, our RDA of fruit and veg here is, you know, you're, as you know, five a day. So that's the recommended daily amount. Um, in Japan, it's 30 a day. My that's unbelievable, yeah. Rachel. That's unbelievable. A, an yeah, and they have the yeah they have the lowest incidence of cancers, and um, you know they just really uh, they have also a very high percentage of um, individuals, people that are uh, centenarians mm. um, that are over the age of a hundred, and um, it's down to their diet. They consume very little uh, animal, uh, so dairy products. In mm. fact, hardly any. Soy would be their go-to. So just looking at the the pyramid from the bottom up, as you mentioned there, vegetables, salads and fruits, five to seven a day, wholemeal cereals, breads and bread and potatoes, three to five. They've moved those, you said swap those. Milk, yeah, yogurt, yeah. cheese, three portions per day. Meat, poultry, fish, eggs, beans and nuts, two per day. And then you go up mm. near the top, fat spreads and oil, very small amounts. And at the very top, uh, foods and drinks high in fat, sugar and salt, not every day. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know something I'm going to say to here. This is throws me back years ago when we were growing up and we're talking to people this week on the show from big families and when there wasn't a lot to go around and no treats, etc. By God, a treat was rare. And, 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 and yeah. that, that was the best way, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think that phrase, the Friday treat, was coined back then, you know. Mm. So that's when you got like a little bag of sweets. You went to the local... Um, uh, news agents and you got your little bag of penny sweets or yeah. bonbons yeah. or whatever it was and um that's when you got your pocket money and you went you know and you you got a few treats like that but it was always in moderation so mm. it wasn't like this kind of binge haul amount of of uh sweets and chocolates i mean you just look at Halloween, Easter, Christmas time in the supermarkets where, you know, these, you know, um, tubs of Quality Street and boxes of chocolates are piled. They used to be waist height. Now they're like over my head, you know, and I'm six foot. You are tall. Yes, I am tall. And it's just insane. Like they're literally you cannot avoid them and they are ridiculously cheap as well so you see people like filling their shopping trolleys with all of this stuff and you know it's you're not doing yourself or your loved ones any favors you know because they are hyper manipulated that those kind of uh, sugary treats because um you know to try and make them more addictive and there's just the the form of sugar that's contained in them is a really cheap highly addictive form of sugar so you literally cannot stop so it's not that you are weak-willed you know, it's just what the type of sugar that has been um, pumped into these foods. So I can't uh, emphasize enough just to give them a wide berth, because the good news is, is that as soon as you stop consuming sugar, you know this, Jerry, you're, Jerry and Louise, you, you both went through my sugar detox. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And um, I think both of you said that actually after a few days, once you'd kind of got over the shock of it, um, that, you know, you, you weren't craving sugar as much. And yes. that is reality. You know, it's so subtle. It's in there Mm -hmm. and we don't realise it. And I'm glad you said that you can't point the finger and say it's down to willpower you. It's you know, what's in this stuff is designed to hook you. There's no doubt about it. Like and and no matter what you say uh, and people try to argue one way or the other, if we follow the pyramids recommendations and even up the vegetable salads and fruits even more, it's going to have huge implications for our personal health and the overall health of the nation. Absolutely. 
Like uh, we, we know that the more fruits and vegetables that you include in your diet, the, the, the higher your antioxidant intake is. And antioxidants, you know, they kind of um, neutralize the exhaust fumes of life. So everything that we're all bombarded with just by the very nature of living in, you know, cities or um, in, in urban environments, you know, where we're bombarded with environmental toxins and even chemicals and things like that that are in um, our um, cleaning products or in our self-care like skincare products and um, the things that are sprayed onto food, the pesticides, all of that stuff has an impact on our health. And, you know, our body is trying to detoxify us all the time, but it needs the raw materials and the raw materials are the fruits and vegetables because they contain all of those antioxidants. So if you're not consuming enough of them, you're not actually giving your body the ability to be able to offset those uh, exhaust fumes, as I think of it, of the life. The WHO, and of course, we've learned more about them in the course of the last two years with the pandemic. Um, mm. But they have a, a lot to say in this area as well. And I was looking at it earlier on today. Basically ties mm. in with the pyramid, doesn't it? Yeah, so they came out also roughly around the same time as the Lancet report um, saying, making recommendations around processed meats, Mm. that they should be avoided uh, or completely removed from your diet um, as a result of the high salt and the preservatives and also the poor quality fats that are used in uh, um, processed meats. So with processed meats, I'm talking about like bacon, sausages, salamis, all of those kind of things, chorizos. Um, So just to, uh, you know, to remove the processed meats completely from your diet, and uh, that is going to be of huge benefit to you. Um, So I remember actually reading the newspaper headlines around the time, um, and obviously there was a lot of clickbait from uh, some of the tabloids, you know, about how bacon is going to kill you and, you know, all of this. Um, But the reality is, is that, you know, a very small amount of bacon and sausages is not going to kill you. But if you are consuming them regularly, then, yes, you definitely need to reconsider. Mm, It's a big area, of course, to look at. It certainly is. But... Follow the pyramid in moderation, you know, the uh, the upper part, cut back completely on the very tip of the pyramid for three times yeah. and focus yeah. on the lower part. And we're all going in the right direction. Absolutely. And, you know, I just think um, we could all do with incorporating maybe a, a day or two in our week where we just have a plant based day and consume more plant based proteins and include more beans and lentils and just the fiber benefits alone to our cardiovascular health and um, to our digestive health. I mean, they're enormous. So um, and there's loads of great uh, recipes that are available online that you can um, yeah. you know look up to give yourself some inspiration. Rachel, you're great and you're back with us next Thursday rachelgraham.ie check this wonderful lady out there's lots going on and you get all the information there she'll be with us again around yes. about this time next week thanks a million Rachel you're very welcome Jerry. have a great day Talk you, to you too soon. take bye care bye bye lots of sound advice there gotta take her on board because I let it slip myself as well I have to be honest with you I do I do I had a few pints with the lads yesterday evening and Sure, you have the munchies when you come home. You do, you do. And I'm at fault as well. They have to have to get the grips of this. I really, really do. I'll say hello to Bernie O'Sullivan and Navin this afternoon. Hello. Hi, Bernie. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Do you it's miss Clonus? Um, I did for a long time, but oh, sure, I settled in here. I'm 48 years in Navin now. Ah, oh, sure, you're a local at this stage. A local at this stage, Ah, yeah. you really are. Now, your family was big, but on the lower side of big, how many on was On the lower that? side, 12. Six boys and six girls. <laughs> when I think of saying on the lower side, that 12, in the I name know. of God, 12 of you. I know, and fantastic, in, 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 a, in a cottage with one room and a kitchen. Oh, my. The same so, as uh, earlier on, we heard uh, yeah, the same thing. That's right, know. from the man, yeah. From Ned, yeah, yeah as well. Same. Um, how many, so, what, what, again, where do you come in in the pecking order? I come in number seven. <laughs> yeah, old, number oh, lucky seven. seven. No, I, I remember the old house, but they actually built a bungalow, three-bedroom bungalow, eventually when there was a new baby born a day later after moving in. Oh. And that was number nine. Right. And um, there was three bedrooms, so they had six girls and six boys, three in each bed. 
God, it was again. No matter yeah. what you say, with twelve ch- children for your mum, that was. Oh, I don't know how they do it. Non-stop no. day. Have you many yourself, or have you children yourself? I have two myself and four grandchildren at this stage. Yeah, there you that's go. All two, I have. two's a lovely number. So it is. One and of my brothers had seven, so had that was the largest. That came from us all. Another yeah. sister had five. Mm. We lost one sister um, ten years ago now in March. Right. What was her so name? She was Susan. She oh, was God. Sorry 55, to hear that. yeah. And, 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 the and we still have our mammy. She's have 91 you? tomorrow, Jerry. What's her name? Theresa McGork. Oh, Theresa, happy, happy birthday. Theresa McGork. She's 91 tomorrow. Daddy oh. died five years ago, so had six years in April, but we still have mammy now. We're heading down Friday to have a little party. Are you? Great. Oh. Look, yeah. looking forward to that as well and again like ah, the yeah. others uh, you know in, in, in the gang at 12 may I say you, you got on with life and you knew no different and you mucked in and mucked th- in yeah I tell you every you know you were walking from you were young you were showed how to do things like we probably were making bread and stuff for mammy probably 9 or 10 do you know what I mean yeah. the older ones the four eldest were boys and they were as good as the girls yeah you know, and uh, you just got on with us and everyone got chores to do. And But Mammy had to go out. Daddy was working and Mammy had to go out and look after the farm. And mm. and uh, she was great and hand-washed for a long time. Yeah. I remember her hand-washing on her tin basin or bath, whatever you call it. Good God almighty. No, <laughs> dis- no disposable nappies in them days. No, no, nothing. Everything was washed and put on the lane. And washed. Had a great, they had a great garden. We were reared out of the garden, Jerry. Mm. Reared. No. And she made all her own bread. She bought the flour in the four-stone pack. The same with rice. We got a bowl of rice or semolina or something like that after dinner every day. We were well fed and well clothed. Yes. And that's coming no, through. That's coming through with all the big families. Yeah, that... all the big families. You didn't have a wardrobe full of clothes, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, <laughs> you know, know you had your every day is and you had your Sundays. Yeah. And you, know, uh, you came in from school and you got out of your clothes and into the... The, the walking clothes but no there was less there was less wardrobes there was only one wardrobe for six yeah so there was no no such thing as no need room no need for decluttering no need for decluttering no need for decluttering no no and we were very happy a great childhood Van- I can, all I can remember is outside playing with yeah. Up and play and play with clay and making our own bread with clay and oh, all brilliant. these things. We had nothing. You made your own swing out of a tree and yeah, you know, fantastic. Anyway, look, it's lovely to hear from you today. Great memories and great memories, happy Jerry. birthday to your mummy. Have a great party you, with her. Jerry. God bless Thank you. you. Jerry, Take care. Thank you. Bye bye, Bernie. Bye-bye. Bernie O'Sullivan. Brilliant, brilliant. Taking us to news and sport at three. I love this one. Great memories for me with this one. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Give it up. Don't give it up. Stay with us on Late Lunch. Yes, Yusk, Denmark, I was looking for. That was the answer for the 50 euro voucher and late lunch for Yusk. They've just opened their new store in Dundalk today. Check them out. They're giving discounts up to 70% and they'd be delighted to see it in their brand new store in Dundalk. Tom McGuinness, well done to you, Tom, from Forhart, uh, just outside Dundalk. Lovely Forhart, you win that voucher on late lunch this afternoon. And just reminding you, if you want to win more, do like us on Instagram, would you please? Because if you do that, share it with your friends, uh, tag your friends, shall I say, share the post, you could win a thousand euro. Yes, we could be popping a thousand euro into your bank account before the end of the longest pay month of the year. Louise, I've just got a lovely message from New York City, from guess who? Nigel. Mr. Nigel McKenna. He's always listened to us. He's a great, he really is fantastic. Hope you're well, Nigel. Great to hear from you. He, he sent me a little story on WhatsApp and I, I have to tell it. Nigel's from a big family. You know that, the McKenna's yes. big, big family. He was number 11 in the pecking order, right? But one of his sisters, there wasn't much money, he said, but one of his sisters earned a few bob and she's saving up for this special dress, right? And she got the dress and she put it, wherever in the house to put it by till she wore it oh she was looking forward to it but another sister was going out on the town and (laughs) took the dress and put the dress on and Nigel knew about it and she swore (laughs) Nigel the secrecy so anyway 
No bother. Out she went, had her night, got the dress washed, put it back in the place and the sister who bought it never knew. Until... Now? No. <laughs> she knows now for sure. The local... <laughs> start laughing here. The local newspaper came out. Oh, no. And a picture was taken in the dress <laughs> of the town and there was... Nigel just said, Jerry, there was blue mortar in the house. Isn't that a great story? That's Isn't brilliant. that a great... And Nigel saying how he has enjoyed listening to Ned and the ladies, uh, the Bernies, telling us about their large families. Thanks, Nigel. Lovely to hear from you. Hope all is well in New York City. Annie Avoid Louise. the snappers. Which? Avoid the snappers. Uh, well, you know what I mean? It just shows you in those <laughs> days there was no social media but the old snap for the newspaper let the cat out of the bag. Amazing that she stood in for it. She mustn't have thought. <laughs> it never crossed her mind. Mm. She was enjoying herself. I mean, look at my beautiful new dress. She never never, never twigged it. And they always trust her. I remember there was a photograph in the weekender when I worked there years ago Yeah, and uh, obviously the guy took the Joe God rest him, took the picture, said, what's your name? And the guy says, Robin Banks. <laughs> and it appeared as Robin Banks <laughs> in the paper <laughs> oh my god almighty <laughs> that's a great one isn't it fell for it hook line and Absolutely sinker never checked anyway Le Miserable Louise my uh, soundtrack this week is from the wonderful musical you've never seen it never ah no. look I'd advise you to go but I uh, talk about a tale of caution today listen to this Louise did you know it just shows you millions have seen it and love it it's universally loved but of course it's not everybody's cup of tea and some people wouldn't like it at all but when I tell you that Michelle Obama do you know a lady called Michelle Obama Mm -hmm. married to the former president Barack of course the uh, first lady of the states herself and Barack were on an early date they were dating early on in their in, in their flirtation and they decided to buy tickets for Le Mis in New York, right? Okay. And uh, they went to see it. The, she, th- this, these are own words. They were sitting in the seats in the theatre. Uh, they were working hard. They were there after a long day at work and the curtain went up and the singing began giving us a grey. These are her words. Gloomy version of Paris. I don't know if it was my mood, says Michelle, or whether it was just Le Mis itself, but I spent the next hour feeling helpless, helplessly pounded by French misery. <laughs> Michelle She stayed for an hour Listen, listen (laughs) Grunts, grunts and chains Poverty, rape Injustice and oppression Millions of people around the world Love the musical I know this But I squirmed in my seat Trying to rise above The inexplicable torment I felt every time The melody was repeated When the lights went up For the interval There's one interval in it I looked at Barak he was slumped down with his right elbow on the armrest and his index finger on his forehead. His expression was unreadable. I said to him, what do you think? Mm-hmm. He gave me a sideways look. Horrible. <laughs> I laughed, relieved that he felt the same way. Barak sat up in his seat, said to me, what have we got out of here now? She said, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even stay for the second part. So it just shows you one man or woman's meat is another's poison. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. But anyway. And how they did try and try their best to stay there without knowing each other didn't like <laughs> they did and then then they connected ah oh, it's a great old yarn isn't it she was so honest the way she told it as well and it just sums it up but anyway I love it loads listening today love it and one person who was in touch with me to say do play empty chairs and empty tables from it please Jerry. before the end of the week well I've done you f- yeah I'm, I'm going to look after you I'm going to I'm going to sort this out for you because I've amalgamated two songs here together so I have so we're going to hear first empty chairs and empty tables not the whole lot of it but a nice part of it and then we go into a wonderful anthem from Les Mis Yeah, fantastic. Do you hear the people sing from Les Mis, preceded by empty chairs and empty tables? Simply, simply brilliant. And I'll conclude my week of uh, the uh, story of Les Mis in words and song round about this time tomorrow. And there can be only one song counter to finish off the week. 
<laughs> there only can. You probably know what I am talking about. Late lunch, LMFM radio. I'm sure if you're listening to me today, wherever you are, somewhere near you, there is an egg machine. They've proliferated in recent years, especially, and now they dispense spuds from different machines as well. But the eggs were the first of its kind, and they're very handy. And uh, I'm on the Ballamacenny Road in Drogheda, and I just travel out the road a wee bit, and there is my egg machine where I love to get the eggs from. They're always beautiful and fresh. But lo and behold, I was out in recent days and there's a second machine there. And I said, God, business must be booming. And then I had a closer look and I said, aha, even the eggs have gone all tech. Oliver Hoy, the egg man. Good afternoon. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm very good indeed. Good. Well, 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 I don't need me three euro or me six euro or nine euro, depending on how many dozen I'm getting anymore. The card will do, Oliver. The card will do, yes, which is working out very, very good. And how long is... People like, you know, there are a lot of people and they say it's hard to get the change. Yes, because you know yourself, especially since the pandemic came, uh, cash went sort of on the back burner. And now people have got really used, uh, uh, traders, people who are selling and people who are buying, using the electronics, you know, to pay with the card and whatever machines to to, uh, facilitate the transaction. How long is your machine, that one there? It's just there after Christmas. Yeah, just after Christmas, a week or so after Christmas. I see, you see. We'd have it up and running before Christmas, but uh, the company that we're dealing with in England, they were on holidays, like until the same as ourselves here. Okay. Until the 4th of January. You see, I sent an agent out just after Christmas for me and they never mentioned to me. It's only when I went out myself the other day, I copped it. I said, holy God almighty. And it's going well. People are are using the card machine, yeah? Yes, people are using the card, yeah. See, it's, it's very handy. You can you tap, you know. You just all yeah. you do is tap and, and it's a... And as well, it's a big, a big help for you as well. I'm sure you're, you've processed a lot of coins since you put the machine oh, in. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the coins take a lot of time. But sure, look, as I say, it's all money. It, certain, it, it certainly <laughs> is. When did you put in the original machine? The original machine, as uh, Louise was saying, we're 10 years this year and it was put in uh, 2012. March 2012, it went in first. And you know, just thinking back to then, I'm sure I talked to you after that at one stage. Did people take to it quickly or were they a bit curious? Or um, No, it started off fairly good. Like, you know, but any, and like every week sort of started, but, you know, building up towards more and more sort of coming to it. You know, mm. once the word got out and people got to see the, the quality the egg and that you know the yeah. passion is up and I think it really did take off because there's people that come nearly no matter who you be talking about the machine say they wouldn't buy egg anywhere else you know that they're, they're, they're lovely oh they're lovely the big yeah. orange yolk and they're always fresh as well I had to say when I got them the other day I came in and I put two in the pot and I just brought them to a, a soft uh, uh, texture and I did me soldiers and dipped them in all of yeah. them <laughs> oh, a bit of salt and uh, and butter on the bread you can't beat it I have you to say them, no, oh you no them. you can't they're a great food source like you mm. know there's everything in them vitamins and the whole lot like you know yeah it has it all going for them and yeah. look uh, tell me this how many hens are laying for you have you met many uh, we have two houses with uh, 5,000 in each house so 10,000 birds going laying yeah, and that's a, a lot of eggs do you get the, you hardly get that amount of eggs out through the machines you have other ways of uh, uh, no no yeah. Bellevue over and beside ah, the yes. Bellevue eggs yeah Bellevue take take the, all the eggs yeah you know yeah, yeah. So yeah, you have uh, that, that. That's I know them, Dermot and the and the crew there. Yeah, they, true, yeah, Dermot. Uh, they do a, a a lot of eggs, and so you're you're the source of, of theirs as well, which is which is great to hear. Um, uh, do you ever have any bother with the fox uh, coming round the the area? I know the ladies are all protected. Do you ever get a visit from a fox? Oh, you would. Yeah, you would. You'd get a visit from the fox. You know, it's hard to keep him out. He's as I say, you know, he's very clever, and he is a very clever animal. You know, so we do have trouble with them. But you look at yeah. Everyone has to live, as I to say. How often would you restock the machines? Are they busier at the weekends than... Uh, I would be busier at the weekends, yeah. Yeah. I heard it probably would be the busiest day, you know. Yeah. I heard a Friday maybe in that day and Sunday would be busy enough too, you know. But during the week too, you just steady... You know, you'd, ne- you'd nearly know there's certain people that come certain days of the week, you know. Yeah. It's, it's fairly... I have the routine. Very consistent, yeah. yeah. To have the routine of the eggs. And, um, and great to see it. the machine, right, so you have cash and card there now. And I take it the machine alerts you when it needs restocking. Yeah, it sends me, when it gets down to number 24, it'll send a text to the phone yeah. to let me know that it's down to 24. I see. And then we'd, we'd go over and fill it. Now, sometimes, like, you know, getting it over, it could be empty and, you know. Mm. 
I love going out with my granddaughter Ava because when she puts in the money, we guess which number yeah, will open. Box. Yeah, <laughs> she loves that. Yeah, not only the children, you've adults too. Oh, listen, <laughs> it's an old competition between me yeah, and her, you know. And yeah. I pick, and she picks, and we, we get it. All the excitement if you get the number right when it opens, it's fantastic. Oliver, I have yeah. to ask you this: What's your favourite way to eat an egg? Um, I think fried. I'd prefer probably a fried egg would be the yeah. I'd like to eat it. Sunny Mostly. side I like up. Egg. I like it boiled egg as well, oh, but yeah. fried is probably the. Yeah, soft, sunny side up with homemade, yeah, sunny side up, yeah. homemade chips. Oh, Oliver, you have me. I'm yeah. going home. I'm racing home now. I <laughs> nice have to. Flurry, <laughs> nice flurry sports, golden <laughs> ones. Lord, <laughs> yes, yes. On, uh, you're right. It's not just chips. Uh, eggs, are, I think, are lovely with potatoes. Lovely yeah. uh, new potatoes are, are that as well, and just broken on top of them. Oh, they're gorgeous all yeah, together. Oh, no, they are. They're great, they're great source of food. Yeah. There you go. We're doing a bit for the nutrition of the nation after yeah, talking it, to yeah, Rachel yeah, a little yeah, earlier. Yeah. Oliver, wish you well. Thanks very much, Jerry. And listen, thanks very much for the custom throughout the year and all our customers that come out to us. Thanks very much for the, all, over the past 10 years. I didn't realise we had it up for so long yeah. until Louise said it, like, you know, so. Yeah, 10. Passing by. It flies by, doesn't it, yeah, the decade? It really does. Yeah. It's like it's like it just gone by in an instant. Anyway, continued success to you there. Thank you very much, Jerry. Thanks very Take much. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's the lovely Oliver Hoy on uh, Bally McKenney out of Drogheda there uh, with his new card egg machine. That's a lot on late lunch this afternoon. Tomorrow, they're back. Yes, we're going to have a chat with our women with opinions. It's been a long, long time, but they're joining us top of the show. Women have been speaking a lot in the last seven days, haven't they? Especially since the murder of uh, Ashling Murphy and uh, we're going to have a chat with them tomorrow on the show and we're going to hear from another lady who's now debt free she'll tell you how she did it uh, Michael Dawson formerly of One For All is the man behind the new Irish Institute of Music and Song in Balbriggan he's with us David Sheehan looks at the sport we have your competition on Friday and comedy too all coming up on Late Lunch tomorrow from 1.30 Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio We'll see you, please, God, for the final show of the week tomorrow. Have a lovely Thursday evening. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dogan Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sandero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 